So, today I'm reading you from the chapter 3, Letters from No One. In this chapter, Harry received his first letter ever, and the Dursleys freaked out about it and moved to an abandoned island. So, I'm just reading quick, just the important one, part. Shall we? Let's get started. <coughs> Monday. This reminded Harry of something. It was Monday. You could usually count on Dudley to know the days of the week, because of television. Then tomorrow, Tuesday, was Harry's 11th birthday. Of course, his birthdays were never exactly fun. Last year, the Dursleys had given him a coat hanger of a pair of Uncle Vernon's old socks. Still, you weren't 11 every day. Uncle Vernon was back and he was smiling. He was also carrying a long, thin bag and didn't answer Aunt Petunia when she asked what he bought. Found the perfect place, he said. Come on, everyone, out. It was very cold outside the car. Uncle Vernon was pointing at what it looked like a large rock way out to sea. Perched on the top of the rock was the most miserable little shack you could imagine. One thing was certain, there was no television in there. Storm forecast for tonight, said Uncle Vernon gleefully, clapping his hands together, and this gentleman kindly agreed to lend us his boat. A poofless old man came ambling to them, pointing with a rather wicked grin at an old rowing boat bobbing in the iron-gray water below them. I've already got us some rations, said Uncle Vernon, so all aboard. It was freezing in the boat, icy sea spray and rain crept down the necks and a chilly wind whipped their faces. After what seemed like hours they reached the rock, where Uncle Vernon slipping and sliding led the way to the broken down house. The inside was horrible, it smelled strongly of seaweed and the wind whistled through the gaps in the wooden walls and the fireplace was dumb and empty. There were only two rooms. Uncle Vernon's rations turned out to be a pack of crisp each of four bananas. He tried to start a fire, but the empty crisp pack packets just smoked and shrilled up. Could you do with some of those letters now, eh? He said cheerfully. He was in a very good mood. Obviously, he thought nobody stood a chance of reaching them here, in a storm to deliver post. Harry privately agreed, though... The thought didn't cheer him up at all. As night fell, the promised storm blew up around them. Spray from the high waves splattered the walls of the hut and the fierce wind rattled the filthy windows. Aunt Petunia found a few moldy blankets in the second room and made up a bed for Dudley on the mouth-eaten sofa. She and Uncle Vernon went off to the lumpy bed next door and Harry was left the softest bit of floor he could and to curl up under the thinnest, most ragged blanket. The storm raged more and more, precariously, as the night went on. Harry couldn't sleep. He shivered and turned over, trying to get comfortable, his stomach rumbling with hunger. Dudley's snores were drowned by the low rolls of the thunder that started near midnight. The lighted dial of Dudley's watch, which was dangling on the edge of the sofa on his fat wrist, told Harry he'd been eleven in ten minutes 
its time. He lay and watched his birthday flick nearer, wondering if the dossier would remember it all, wondering where the letter writer was now. Five minutes to go. Harry heard something creak outside. He hoped the roof wasn't going to fall in, although he might be warmer if it did. Four minutes to go. Maybe the house in private life would be full of letters when they got back and he'd been able to steal one somehow. Three minutes to go. What was the sea slapping hard on the rock like that? And two minutes to go. What was the funny crunching noise? Was the rock climbing into the sea? One minute to go. And he'd be eleven. Thirty seconds. Twenty. Ten. Nine. Maybe he'd wake Dudley up just to annoy him. Three. Two. One. Boom! The whole shack shivered and the set bolt upright, staring at the door. Someone was outside, knocking to come in.